Time for another Pinball Profile. I'm your host, Jeff Teolis. You can find us on our Facebook group, also on Twitter at Pinball Profile. Email us any suggestions from people you'd like to hear at pinballprofile at gmail.com. And please subscribe on iTunes. Well, it wasn't too long ago this guy was sleeping with the lights on. Now he's the IFPA 14 champ, and you've heard a lot about him lately, and he's got a good chance of winning Pinburg. Raymond Davidson joins us. Hey, Raymond. Hey, Jeff. Just a nightlight now, right? <laughs> I'm just bugging you. I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> i got to make fun of you young guys because you're destroying us old farts. I saw what Escher did at Papa 20 and then what you did at IFPA 14 in Denmark. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I, I tried to show the, the world that pinball is still alive in the youth. And yeah, Escher did a great job of it. And I'm glad I could uh, follow through as well. Well, you get to play different formats. And that certainly is a unique one, the IFPA one. So do you like that format? Because you had to go up against some heavyweights too. You didn't really get any easy buys. <laughs> no, no. The only buy I got was the one I had to work for, basically. the uh, You know, if you finish top eight or whatnot in the qualifying, you get a, a nice double buy. And I got to, you know, wake up and play Daniele right away. That was my prize. <laughs> the two-time champ. Yeah, that's a piece of cake. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely nervous going into it, but uh, it, uh, I, I somehow it was sort of the thing where you win one game and you're just like, oh, okay, and then you win another game, and you're like, oh, I can do this. And then when you get you know that one game away, you're just like, all right, I have to put him away. This is it. Well, you've won a lot of events in your time. I know you do very, very well at Seattle Pinball, and we'll get to that in a second, but that definitely is your greatest win for sure. Uh, yeah, it used to be the Papa and Tinberg finishes where I was good at taking seconds, um, but this one was actually a, a one first, so yeah. And a lot of press came with that too, didn't it? Yeah, a kind of unusually crazy amount. It kind of snowballed. It started off with like a couple articles here and there, but then I started getting calls from radio stations that wanted me on. And some radio stations just mentioned me without even having me on. They just were like, oh, by the way, someone from Mukilteo was world champion. And I was like, oh, oh that's kind of cool. <laughs> well, you have to be like the mayor of your town there, what, 30 minutes north of Seattle? Uh, yeah, it's... It's a small town. Um, grew up there. Went to high school and middle school. Uh, called Muckleteo. It's a nice, nice little place. It's it's about uh, twenty minutes north of Seattle. Yeah. By the way, speaking of your uh, Seattle Mariners, what the hell's wrong with them? Oh, I should be quiet. As my Toronto Blue Jays are just as bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, man. Well, luckily the last Mariners game I went to, we actually won. So. They do win sometimes. You briefly mentioned Pinburg and Papa and some of your other finishes. Well, at Pinburg, fourth last year, second the year before. Is this going to be the year? Uh, you know, it just depends. It very well could be, but it very well could not be. I mean, uh, I know I was kind of disappointed with my performance at Papa, um, which was silly because it was, you know, I got like 20th or 19th, which is still great with the caliber of players I was playing. But you definitely sort of feel obligated to do better when you know you're capable of but you know some days you just you you blow it right you miss that shot and that's a tournament sort of thing Uh oh raymond this just in at pinberg funny enough in every one of your banks doodlebug's gonna be in it no (laughs) it's funny i i yeah completely sucked on that game like i had i thought i put up a good game on family guy and then doodlebug just crushed my whole like mojo but I played it for hours after the final. Me and uh, some buddies, Jarrett, Gaddy, and Kevin Burrell, we just played it over and over again trying to get to the, the doodlebug up. <laughs> it was really fun. 
Well, you were kind of making fun of your Papa finish. There's no shame in finishing 19th in A. And here's something that's really impressive of what you did back in April at the Papa facilities. You played in all the classics events and finished in the top 12 in each of them. So a lot of guys will forfeit the classics to play in the A division. You did both and did well in both. Yeah, yeah, that definitely definitely helped to the old uh, Whopper resume, for sure. Definitely was proud of my accomplishments there. And speaking of Whopper, currently sitting third. How exciting is that? Yeah, right, within striking distance. I'm just happy. I, I'm at my goal of, of get over a 1,000 Whoppers because it's a big number, and it sounds cool. It all started with you with your first ever game, Black Rose, a game I love, especially if it's playing well. Oh, man, I'm glad to hear another Black Rose fan is in attendance. And you still have it, too. Oh, yeah. I don't think I could ever sell it. It's just, you know, that special game. And with your IFPA 14 win, you chose Ghostbusters. How's that playing? Uh, it's playing mean. Oftentimes, I'll have to play like 10 games in a row before I get one that I'm satisfied with. And then, of course, even after that, I play another game. We talked about you being so young, but now that you're 24 years old, you've been playing a long time, but it's got to be nice to be old enough to play at some of the places and tournaments where you were once too young to even enter. Yeah, there's definitely some of that going on where now I can, you know, I can fly to Europe or, you know, I can go to Pittsburgh every year. I can I can play in any bar tournament. Um, it's definitely nice to not have that limitation as when I was younger. And when you play in Seattle, first of all, a lot of great places to play, but the caliber of the players there, Kevin and Dave and Jermaine, my goodness, really good players in the Northwest. <laughs> yeah, it's serious. We joke a lot of our pinball finals in local tournaments could be Papa finals because it's like me, Kevin, Dave, and Jermaine or some local guys that don't get out to Papa but have put up huge scores. It's insane. Kind of makes you a better player too when you learn from the others or have to step your game up. Oh, yeah, I actually, I love um, playing in Kevin or, or whatnot where you have to, you know, you can't hold back and it becomes a game less of, you know, don't suck to kill it. And, like, when you have to make that switch, it's kind of a nice drive. You, you end up playing better as a, as a result. I know another game in your bank, you own Mustang. Which car do you pick first? Uh, I usually do drag race just because it's a guaranteed multi-ball and gets you, you know, in the feel of the game. Um, also, with the latest code update, you can actually still get the super skill. And so if you're going for the super skill anyway, you might as well have drag race, you know, because then you're making progress towards that as well. Raymond, I love talking to you about newer games and strategies because you certainly know the rule sets. I remember talking to you at Papa about The Walking Dead and Game of Thrones and seeing what you do on these games, including at IFPA 14. You know your stuff. I'm definitely better on games that haven't come out in the last, like, four years um, because Pinball News used to do these giant in-depth articles that I would just read and study every piece of and all the rule sheets in the archives, all that I would just read. But the newer games, like in the past four years, there's not really any good source. So like Game of Thrones, you know, I don't actually know all that well. I just know the basics um, and I try to watch what other people do, that sort of thing. But yeah, it can be challenging with uh, the games that are coming out so quickly. You don't know the rules. But you're not intimidated by deep rule set. I know your favorite game, mine too, The Simpsons Pinball Party. Yeah, I just actually listened to your uh, Keith Johnson pinball profile on the way to work today, and I was like cheering along. I was like, yes, Simpsons Pinball Party, the masterpiece, the pinnacle of, of pinball perfection, in my opinion. Okay, on Simpsons Pinball Party, occasionally I can get to Alien Invasion, but not the super-duper wizard mode, and that's something you've been able to do, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, a couple times. That's not easy. Tell us, us mortal people, what it's like. 
what it's like getting there or like once you're there? Once you're there. It's just a big frenzy where everything's lit and like you can add balls by hitting things and you, you get cool like animations when you hit certain like there's multipliers you can get like triple supers and stuff but it's just you don't really care because at that point you've done what you wanted to do so you're just kind of flipping and going along with it and another thing i have an acdc machine and i've been trying to pathetically get to the the encore championship i know you've done it i've got the nine songs i think maybe 10 once you've made it haven't you yeah uh that was my one of my goals when i borrowed it from a pinball collector here and yeah i wanted to make sure i got to that and it is so cool it's probably my favorite like wizard mode like playing it i don't want to spoil it um but there's there's some really cool things that go on in it you know i've had the machine for a few years i haven't really tried it i've just tried to you know maybe get all the multi-balls going at once but now i'm trying to get the encore jackpot and i'm probably about maybe a month away from just taking off the glass and doing it manually (laughs) no man keep at it just uh you just got to come up with a plan always pay attention you know keep track of which shots are really easy like tnt you can pick off don't play like you're playing in a tournament if you're going to encore just play super risky like just tag off things like that's how i did it because it's like shot efficiency is way better than safety when you're going for a, a huge goal like that all right i'll give it a try it won't be done in time for pinberg i'll tell you that <laughs> you're a big game player too what did i see you playing on facebook the other day oh that was magic the gathering online i think you're a big fan of that Oh, yeah, yeah, that's kind of my other, like, pinball and magic are kind of my things that I spend way too much time on. What about crossing over pinball and the card game in things like Critical Hit? Have you done that? Uh, No, but that looks super fun. I definitely want to try that sometime. See, what I'm worried about playing Critical Hit, first of all, I do want to play it as well, and I've had three opportunities. Unfortunately, the schedule just didn't work out, but I do want to play it. My only worry is I've got this massive big mouth and target on my back. Everyone's going to be pounding me in this game, and I assume, not that you have a big mouth, but you're a top guy, so they're going to be going after guys like you too. Aren't you worried of that? Yeah, that that part definitely has a weird feel to it where you could get kind of hosed out of the gate. But you know what? It, if you're just going into it to have fun and you, you take that into account, um, I, I think it'd be a blast. Raymond, you're a young guy, but down the road you might have a family someday. You're going to get your kids into pinball at a young age like you were? Oh, yeah, for sure. That would definitely be uh, up there in priorities. Um, I definitely would. I'd have to find a way to do it as to not um, you know, force it upon them. Because the worst thing to happen is someone who, you know, you have your kids and then they're like not into it and you keep trying and it just makes them even more not into it. So I'd have to, you know, have it be natural. Just kind of have machines sitting around waiting for them to kind of discover it on their own. It's funny you should say that. Josh Sharp said on this program not too long ago that his great father, Roger, never put Zach and Josh into competitions until they were much older because he really wanted them to have fun and not be disappointed from losing tournaments. That's a great attitude. Uh, a great idea. Yeah, that makes sense. It hasn't helped Josh win any tournaments, but still, it was a good attitude. <laughs> well, Josh also doesn't practice or play except in tournaments, so it, he's really good. Uh, he got uh, he gets lots of seconds. IFPA's bridesmaid, Josh Sharp. <laughs> Between Tacoma and Seattle, there's so much pinball around. I've never been to Seattle. I'll be there in September. I'm coming a few days earlier before Vancouver flip out. Where should I be checking out? Definitely Full Tilt in Ballard, which is uh, my home turf. The ice cream shop, they got like 12 games, super nice. Who cares about um, the games? Ice cream, hold on, go back. <laughs> I was at the Buffalo yeah. Summer Pinball Open last year, and I didn't do very, very well, but I crushed the ice cream machine. <laughs> Always a winner. Always a winner. Ice cream machine. <laughs> 
It's like when I go to a casino and lose at slots. I'm like, yeah, the ATM's paying out. At least for now it is. <laughs> well, yeah, if you lose that game, then you're in trouble. Game over. So where are some of the other places other than Full Tilt? Uh, there's a great barcade down in Renton called the 8-Bit, and they have 20 or 30 games and, you know, friendly staff and uh, good food and drinks and it's just a good time, and they have all those games set on 50 cents, which is actually pretty hard to come by. 50 cents? That's only $2 Canadian. I like it. <laughs> yeah, do you guys have your game set on, like, Toonie or Looney per game? That's crazy. Yes, we do. We don't know what a paper bill is anymore. It's all plastic, <laughs> and uh, a five is our lowest denomination. You'll have to see that when you come up to IFPA 15 at Adam Becker's place. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um Got that on my calendar. I will do exchange at par if you're looking for uh, some quick money here. I'll help you at Pinburg if you want. I'm not sure if that... Don't figure out the math, Raymond. Just trust me. It's all good. (laughs) No fees, right? Exactly. Well, Pinburg is coming up, but you've got a big event right around the corner, the Northwest Championships that you run with Jermaine and Kevin. Uh, Yeah, we're looking forward to that. At the end of August, I think it's the week after the Buffalo Open in uh, beautiful Bellevue, Washington. It's a Papa Circuit event, and hopefully a Stern Pro Circuit event next year. And the old Papa format, too. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we decided, to, as a throwback a tribute to the, the fallen format of Kings, you know, it's just like we wanted to, to try it out and see if people would like it. And I, I think people do like it. I, we don't know if we're going to stick with it for future years, but we definitely we wanted to give it a shot this year. Well, best of luck with that tournament, and I wish you very, very well at Pinburg. You've been fantastic for the last couple of years, finishing in the final four both times. So, Raymond, if anybody can win it, it certainly can be you. Well, thanks, Jeff. Are you going to do your uh, interview yourself strategy next uh, week? No, no, no. (laughs) Who would do that? That's conceited. That's not me. (laughs) Raymond, thanks very much. Oh, yeah, no problem, man. This has been your Pinball Profile. You can find our group on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at Pinball Profile. Email us pinballprofile at gmail.com. And please subscribe on iTunes. I'm Jeff Teolis. <laughs>